On today's episode, what is this fee that Target is charging? Joe Rogan opens his comedy club, and Walmart is changing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode number 167. Today's Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Today's National Day is National Meatball Day. Saw that there are seven several thousand ways you can make meatballs um everything from an appetizer to the main dish you know any kind of meat as well you can use a lot of different things uh laura makes pretty good meatballs she makes this dish that uh, she fixes in the crock pot that's uh really good that we eat quite a bit today's also national crab meat day i read where there is over one and a half million tons of crab that's uh, consumed every year and uh, I like crab meat but uh, I'm also just fine with the, the imitation crab when you're using it you know in a recipe or for something else like that today's also national barbie day you know barbie debuted at the american international toy fair back in uh, in new york in 1959 so her official birthday is uh, march 9th 1959 uh, Barbie's full name is also Barbara Millicent Roberts. I didn't know she even had a full name. You know, it's estimated that over a billion Barbie dolls have been sold worldwide in over 150 different countries. Laura used to collect a lot of uh, Barbie dolls when we first got married, you know, almost 30 years ago. We've been married for a while. <laughs> she still has that collection today, so... Um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is at $21,593, which is down uh, right at 2% from yesterday. So it's making that uh, steady drive back down. I saw a video of a woman who had uh, shopped at Target. And uh, she noticed on her bill that there was an additional 2.5% surcharge fee added on every item. It was listed as a uh, public improvement fee. And they, uh, yeah, they had it on every item. Um, said in the, these stores were in color, or this store was in Colorado. And my first thought was that it had something to do with, you know, the new fees that some states have started charging for uh, using plastic bags and not using reusable bags that some states are imposing these fees. But that wasn't it. Um, she commented that the public improvement fee should be paying me for scanning my own items because, you know, she went through the self-checkout. But it turns out that the fee, you know, has nothing to do with Target at all and uh, was instead, I guess, imposed on the uh, branch by the landlord that's leasing them the site. Uh, a public improvement fee is a... Uh, is a surcharge that developers require their tenants to collect on sales transactions to pay for on-site improvements. You know, it kind of operates like a sales tax, but instead of being collected by the government, it's collected by uh, that third-party administrator that's hired by the owner of the site. So the, the city responded with, it's not a tax... It's not something voters voted on, and the city of Colorado Springs does, does not impose these fees. So, I, you know, I've never heard of that before, but uh, I just know that I would definitely avoid shopping 
at those stores that uh, require that. I also wanted to tell everyone about a new coffee brand called Coffee Brand Coffee. It's fresh roasted to order using only the highest quality coffee sourced direct from farms around the world. Coffee Brand Coffee was built by creating direct trade partnerships with many coffee producers that use sustainable coffee growing standards. We feel that this uh, dedication to quality should be obvious when you have uh, Coffee Brand Coffee in your cup. And uh, there are nearly 20 new flavors and the uh, upcoming tea line. And uh, they even have hot cocoa too. So check them out at coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the coupon code SENSITIVE for an additional 5% off. So give them a try. I saw where Joe Rogan opened up his anti-cancel culture comedy club in Austin. You know, after two and a half years of development, Comedy Mothership is what it's called, um, had its opening night. And uh, yeah, Comedy Mothership is, you know, Rogan's. It said his effort to launch what he described as an ideal venue for comics and an effort to terraform the Texas capital into a major live comedy hub. And when tickets for the opening week of shows went on sale, they were $40 person. That that seems pretty reasonable to me. Um, they sold out within minutes. So, And now, of course, tickets are being resold online for $500 because that's just how... Uh, how people work. So uh, that's something I guess they'll just have to figure out how to control because um, they don't want the club only full of people who uh, can afford uh, $500 plus tickets. Yeah, the venue's theme is uh, Aliens meets Art Deco, you know, because Rogan is a uh, huge UFO alien type fan and uh, says there's a UFO above the door in the lobby. And it warnings that uh, hecklers will be alienated. And then there's a Stargate-like arch over the main stage. And it said the theater is, uh, the colors are like mainly black and purple. And uh, a lot of people have said that the Austin Comedy Standards, it's the, uh, the coolest looking venue in town. Yeah, the opening performances build are uh, Joe Rogan and Friends. And the first night, it was uh, David Lucas, Ron White, Tim Dillon, Roseanne Barr, Tony Hinchcliffe. And Tony Hinchcliffe, he's bringing his, uh, his show that he does, Kill Tony, which is kind of an interesting stand-up type show to the theater. <clears throat> Kill Tony is, it's usually him and... Uh, uh, Brian Redband, they, uh, they're they on stage at like a table and they usually have a special guest, which Roseanne Barr was this week's guest that I when I watched it. And then they draw names from people in the crowd who have put their, you know, names in to be willing to come up and do basically like an open mic. And they give them one minute to come up and uh, do one minute of material and then the three of them kind of uh, critique their comedy, give them some advice, and uh, it, I mean they have fun with it. The whole the, the whole thing's an amazing um, thing, but it's also fun to watch some people bomb too. So yeah, because like I said, I just watched the Kill Tony episode uh, this week. Roseanne was a guest on it, and she was 
you know, super nice and sweet. She wasn't too harsh on some of the young, the young comedians trying. She said she wanted to be more of that motherly, um, good advice, a positive person. Um, but, uh, you know, Rogan, when he was asked how it felt opening his, his club finally, um, he said, it doesn't feel real. I know it's real, but it doesn't feel real. I was super nervous today. Uh, I think I just like risks. I'm like, oh yeah, let's buy a building on a street filled with crack addicts. Like I want someone to say no to me. They're all like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> he also noted that his dream uh, podcast guest would be uh, Hunter Biden. He said, I can turn this around for you. He said, if my dad had Alzheimer's and I was doing coke, I would have done the exact same things uh, Hunter did. He said, I really want to get him on. Yeah, Rogan has helped lead the the practice of banning phones at comedy clubs, too. So, you know, it's no surprise that's how they did it here, which they have like a, your phone is sealed in a pouch that you keep, then it's a, I guess you don't have access, that way you don't have access to it after you come in. Um, but I guess you can get up and have the bag opened if you, for emergencies, if you need to go outside and you know, make a call or accept a call. Um, and the venue's divided into two different stages. There's a headliner room called Fat Man and then a smaller stage called Little Boy. You know, Rogan said that he hired uh, the best people from the comedy store in Los Angeles to run the club. And the bar is named after uh, the comedy store's co-founder, Mitzi Shore, which, you know, her son is Polly Shore. Um Roseanne Barr said that uh, I want to thank Joe for building this wonderful mothership for comedians. It's so great to be in the green room with everybody up there, and they're all drunk and smoking pot, just like back at the comedy store when Mitzi Shore was still alive and comedy was king. So I think that's what they're trying to do is bring back that uh, that classic comedy club feel. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to go see this club, so maybe the next time we're in Austin if we're back that way. I saw an article about Walmart. According to comments from its uh, chief financial officer, the uh, the future may look a little different in the coming years for Walmart. Um, he reportedly uh, said that they're shifting their focus to making profits from online within the next five years, or I guess the majority of their profits. Uh, he laid out that the company's five-year plan to focus on advertisements from third parties and uh, e-commerce. Um, you know, this change doesn't sound very good for the, the future of the Walmart's physical store location. So. so he said, today the vast majority of our overall profits are attributable to in-store brick and mortar in the U.S., but if you fast forward five years, we're much less dependent on that as an income stream than some of these other faster growing parts of our business. He continued that the fees that Walmart can charge uh, third-party advertisers on their site and the work that they do together to market and fulfill orders are part of their higher margin, faster growing parts of the company. Um, I mean, I, I agree that the greater you know, their engagement that they can have with the customers, um, you know, the more convenient they can make the whole online, the e-commerce side of it, um, 
that will turn into more eyeballs, more you know, more attention on the site. And that does translate into more advertiser money willing to be spent. So, but if if they can continue to keep growing that advertising sales, um, I mean, that definitely will be uh, an additional revenue stream for them. Um, as long as they don't forget, you know, why those eyeballs are coming to them to shop, um, whether it's, you know, the online or brick and mortar, you know, it all has to be kind of interrelated for it to, uh, to work. So they need to, uh, remember their core audience too, I think. Oh, well, that's all I have today. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with your friends and family. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Um, So thanks again for listening. And we hope you have an amazing rest of your day. See you tomorrow. Bye. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.